Hi, this is Bill Cecil, and welcome to episode number 15 of my podcast series, Best Year Ever or Bust. The podcast series designed to help make every year as a teacher your best year ever by helping you to make it your student's best year ever despite any and all challenges that you and your students may face or encounter throughout the school year because nothing's going to stop you from completing your mission to make it the best year ever. Best year ever or bust, baby. That's your battle cry. Hey, I do want to take a moment to thank you for taking the time to listen today. And I want to thank you for continuing to be the hero you've been called to be by striving to make a difference each and every day in your classroom. And last but not least, I want to thank you for sharing this podcast with other teachers so they can make every year as a teacher their best year ever as well. So if you remember in episode number 13, I was sharing with you the advice Mr. Reisner, a co-worker that I worked with, a colleague, shared with me early on in my career that I thought was the best piece of advice ever when he said, you must tell your students that you care about them. Don't, don't let them assume that. So on the first day of school, after I got done talking about the three-word doable plan, attendance, attitude, and effort, how if they master those words, I can help them make it their best year ever. And then I offered them the coin and tell them they got 24 hours to think about that. So um, I give them the coin offer to uh, commit to, be, you know, working to make it their best year ever. I then tell them Mr. Reisner's advice about how I care about them and why I care about them because I can't have my best year ever unless they have their best year ever. So now it brings me to today's episode, what I want to talk about, which is really the last really strong, powerful message I, I, I try to make that day. And it may seem like I'm throwing a lot at them that first day. But remember, it's like a gardener. I'm just planting seeds and I'll be watering these seeds and fertilizing these seeds and, and helping these seeds, put, give them a lot of sunshine, keeping these seeds alive throughout the year so they start to really grow and take root and grow and get really strong by using these terms and these messages over and over again throughout the year. But I want to really hit them hard with it the first day so that they really understand, wow, this is something different. This is the beginning of the school year and he hasn't even told us his name yet. And yet he's talked about all these amazing things, having our best year ever, how to do it, that he cares about us. And now I'm giving him this last powerful message, which is, and this is still within that first morning. Uh, it's a message they may have seen even before I came in the room because I had it written on the board. I'd write it on the board in a space on our board that was used for the quote of the day. Each day I would put a different positive quote on the board that I would talk about first thing in the morning. But this was the only time of year was the beginning of the year and the very last day of school that they would see this quote. It's the only time I ever repeated a quote on the board more than once. And the quote is, your past doesn't equal your future. So they might come in and as they're sitting down, they look around the room. I want them to see that quote, your past doesn't equal your future. And I would hope it would capture their attention because I'm, really what I'm trying to do is to send them a message that this is a new beginning. This is a fresh start. This is something that I always wanted to hear when I was a student in school, especially early on when I was struggling from year to year to year. I just wanted the first day of school to be different, something that would give me hope instead of like, oh, but it's going to be another year just like the year before and then because that's what I'm thinking about that's what I'm focusing on the yellow kayak syndrome it starts to happen I start to uh, create that because I'm only focusing on the negatives so but I would go in every year hoping that something positive would shift it so I'm throwing a lot at them hoping one of those statements the doable plan I care about them something's going to shift them to go this is different I want to pay attention to this guy hopefully all of the things I'm talking about so this is another one of those your past doesn't equal your future and at this point, I start talking about the quote. I'll say, if you notice, there's a quote up here that says your past doesn't equal your future. 
And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to send you a strong message that says uh, that no matter the years you've had in the past, if you've struggled in the past or if you've had great years, um, this is going to be an important quote for you to think about because your past doesn't equal your future. So let's say you've had great years in the past. Good for you. This is good news for you because all, all I'm saying is that you have to come in and you still have to put forth the effort this year. You can't come in saying, well, I've had great years in the past. You know, first, second, third, fourth grade were easy. So fifth grade is going to be a piece of cake. So I'm not even going to try. That'd be like Michael Jordan for the NBA Bulls saying, yeah, I've already won two championships and I've got some MVPs. I'm a pretty good player, so I don't have to train anymore. I don't have to work any hard. hard. I can just sit back and kick back and let everybody else do all the hard work and I'll still have a great year. He never would have won another championship. He probably never even would have played another season in the pros. It's that competitive. You have to play at the highest level. So he still had to train hard every year to come in and, and to be able to perform at that highest level. And so if you've had great years in the past, good for you. That means you can probably do it again by using some of the discipline and the strategies and the things you know you have to do to repeat that, plus the things I'm giving you, just like the three-word doable plan I gave you a few minutes ago. But you still have to work to make it happen. you got to still do those three words consistently all year long, like I said. But here's the great news I would tell the kids. If you're like me, when I started out in school and I struggled from year to year to year, I didn't think I was smart. I didn't I didn't try because I didn't think I was smart. I, I I gave up even before I got started most years because I would come in and right away I'd go, oh boy, I'd carry my past with me. I struggled last year, so I'm probably going to struggle this year. I don't want any of you to make the same mistake I made. I want you to put down that mindset of because I struggled in the past, that means I'm going to struggle in the future. You're always going to have challenges. That's what life's full of. But it doesn't mean you have to struggle or let it beat you down. You can defeat this by saying, you know what? I'm going to come in this year and I'm going to do the three words. And I'm going to come to class on a regular basis give with a good attitude, believe in myself, and, and give good effort. Why can't you change it? I'm telling you, you can because here's the good news. I struggled many, many years ago and I learned it took me much longer to learn this, but I learned these are the three words that will make a difference. And that's why I'm introducing them to you today. I told you I care about you. Here's the first example. I want you to not struggle like I did. So if you do these three words, I guarantee you, you're going to have a very great year. And I'll give you a good example. Michael Jordan, when he first tried out for his high school team, he actually did not make the team. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that he didn't take that back to the next year and go, oh, because I didn't make the team, I'm just giving up. I'm not going to play basketball. That would have been terrible because he ended up being the best player ever, in my opinion, and many other people's opinions. He never would have won the six NBA championships with the Chicago Bulls and done all those other amazing things he did. He kept working hard. He started figuring out what he needed to do, but he never lost belief in himself. He came in with a new attitude that this is a fresh start, a new beginning, a new tryout. I'm going to give him everything I got. He makes the team. He plays in high school. He plays in college, and he goes to the NBA and keeps that same attitude, and it keeps growing stronger and stronger. And his past did not follow him year to year to year where he got cut from the team. He he came in with a new attitude and he realized that he could continue to make every year his best year ever by doing certain things, which is I've given you already three words that are going to make a huge difference in your life as well. So I want you to come in this year and let go of that baggage, okay? Because it's going to make a really big difference in your life. Believe me, I know because I struggled too. So let me take that a step further, I would tell my kids. Let me tell you some reasons why I know you can really change 
your past, that your past doesn't equal your future, that you can use this as a fresh start, a new beginning. In fact, this is what I love most about the first day of school because I'm hoping you're going to get what I didn't get, which is somebody coming up to you because I never had another teacher say this. Look me in the eye, write it on the board the first day of school that says your past doesn't equal your future and then tell us this is a new beginning. This is a fresh start. You can do amazing things this year if you've struggled in the past. And I know you can because I did. So if I could do it, believe me, I struggled big time. I know you can too. So you're not alone in that struggle. I get it. And maybe that's why this is great. We're going to work together this year because you're going to understand that I understand what you're going through and I'm going to help you through it because I got myself through it. I just want you to do it faster than I did it so you don't have to struggle as long. And so this is the beginning of that year if you come in with the right attitude. Okay. So Think of me as living proof that your past doesn't equal your future, all right? Or Michael Jordan or somebody else that you know that didn't succeed the first time, but they kept going. There's stories like that all over the place. So just look for them. You'll find them. It's like the yellow kayak syndrome. You can even ask your parents. I bet they'll tell you about times in their lives or people you know where they struggled, but then they finally got it, and then they started to figure out how to repeat their success. So it's out there, and this is going to be a year we're really going to talk about that. So I'm excited for you guys. What a new beginning. How exciting is this? By the way, teachers, if, if you're not hearing this, obviously, on the first day of school, don't think you have to wait till next year to do this on the first day. Start tomorrow. It's never too late. Like I said, I also put this quote on my board at the end of the year so that the kids, before they leave, I can remind them that, hey, guys, I'm putting that quote back up there. You remember this quote way back from the beginning of the year? Last day of school, they're like, yeah, that was, oh, my gosh, I still remember that. They get very nostalgic in fifth grade. Oh, oh my gosh, I don't want this year to end. It's been so great, but I remember that quote. And I'll say... I told you, remember that at the beginning of the year that your past doesn't equal your future. So if you had your best year ever this year, which most of you have said, if not all of you have told me you did, and I'm so excited about that because I feel we did as a collective group, is that I don't want you to think you're never going to have your best year ever again. I want you next year to be your best year ever and the year after and the year after and the year after. But you got to go in each year with a new beginning attitude of it. It's a fresh start. My past doesn't equal my future. I can't go in and just say, because I had my best year ever last year, I'm going to make every year my best year ever. You still have to work for it. You have to never forget those three words. Never lose, your, never lose that coin. You know, if you have that coin, hold on to it because it might remind you of what you need to do, your success formula to continue to be successful in the future. But you still got to go in like Michael Jordan did and you got to work hard and train hard and pay attention and do those three words on a regular basis to make it happen, which I know you're going to do. Okay? Also, you're going to hear me say I struggled before and you're going to go, yeah, but he didn't struggle as bad as I did. Let me tell you some of my struggles just so you know right up front. I did not read very well when I first started school because I had bad eyes like I told you. I'd see double. That doesn't make you want to sit down and read words when you can't really focus on them. But I never got in the habit of reading. And so other kids came to school already starting to read or learning to read very quickly. It took me a lot longer to learn to read because I never went home and practiced. I never read anywhere outside of school. I only read when I was told I had to read until Mr. Trekkie around sixth grade said to my mom, hey, how about we set up that you know, where he can read 15, 20 minutes at the end of the day in bed. He can read when everybody else is going to bed. He can keep the light on and read for another 20 minutes from a book that he wants to read, some kind of a novel, so it's stories, and he'll get hooked on reading, and that's exactly what happened. I, w I want this to happen before sixth grade for you. I want it to happen now, okay? And even if it isn't, let's say it's in seventh or eighth grade, you hear this message because you're, you're a teacher that teaches those levels. Tell your kids it's never too late to start, but you want to form the habit. And if you start reading just like everything else, if you start doing something over and over and over again, after about 21, 30 days, it's going to start to become a habit. And reading is a great habit to form. I know that because 
I went from being a terrible reader to somebody that loves reading. Now I have books and books and books in my office. I read almost every single day. I love reading. I even wrote a book. This is a guy who couldn't even read a book. I now have written a book. Actually, I've written two, but I would tell my kids I've written a book because at that time I'd only written one, Best Year Ever, the playbook I'm trying to get you guys to, to think about purchasing only because it has all these plays and strategies laid out for you in it. Okay, so go to my website, bestyearever.net. Just take a look at it. So, but anyways, I would tell my kids that I went from not being able to read to actually writing books and loving loving reading so much that I even taught reading in school and, and would fight to say, you know, that's the subject I want to teach. I'll, I'll teach a subject you don't want to teach if I had a teaching partner, but I want reading because I love reading so much, you know? And so I think I want to share that passion with other kids. And that's why I'd always fight for it because I loved it so much. And I know the power it gave me once I learned how to read and the confidence. I also told my kids, Sometimes they didn't know this, but I struggled with uh, saying my R's when I was a kid. I sometimes made them sound like W's. And so sometimes kids would laugh at me or make fun of me in school. You know how that is. And so I didn't like to speak publicly. Uh, but I worked on it. I even took, you know, speech classes uh, for a year. I remember one year in school, I think it was in Pittsburgh early on. And, um, but I, I went to class and I learned how to change my R's to sound more like R's instead of W's. And uh, now I told the kids, I go out and speak to hundreds and sometimes even thousands of teachers at a time and I have very much confidence in my speaking now and you know it's it's like I went from a kid who was afraid to speak to a grown-up that loves to speak because I get to share my ideas with other people even though I get nervous everybody does when they get in front of that many people I have confidence that I can do a good job okay so I struggled with my speaking even when I was a kid my confidence to speak out loud but I worked hard applying those words that I'm giving you to get through all these things. I mean, I could go on and on and on, and I'll list more struggles throughout the year, but I'd give them some of my struggles so maybe they'd connect with and go, I, I struggle with my reading. I struggle with having confidence. I struggle, you know, so I want them to hear that your past doesn't equal your future. I would also tell my students, one thing I want them to know about me is that I don't want to know a thing about them before they get to my classroom. And I'll tell them, I would actually hold up a folder of, uh, it was like a CA60 file that we got, and it had every kid's file in there that would tell us who they are real quickly in a nutshell. It was like a one sheet for each student, and it would have, you know, how they were behavior-wise. Other teachers had said how they were with their studies, some of their strengths, some of their weaknesses. They would have like a, a, a fingerprint of who they were or, you know, a, a sketch of who they were through the description of them that we'd get a sense of who they were and what some of their struggles or successes were. I didn't like that, and I'll tell you why. I didn't like uh, when people would come up to me and say, oh, wait till next year. Wait till you get this kid. Oh, boy, you don't want this kid. Because all of a sudden, they're just telling me all these things about him. I haven't even met the kid. And they're trying to give me a bad image of this kid. So I tell them, I have not looked in this file. In fact, I made a deal with my principal that I wouldn't read any of those things in the file other than if they were earmarked with a special sticky note that told me there was a medical concern I should be aware of or something that I needed to know for the child's safety. And so I would look at that part only, but I would not read about any of their behavior, about any of their learning. I'd say, I want to get to know them. That's what the first few weeks are for. I want to get to know them on their terms. I want them to come in and show me. And so I tell my students, I didn't look at this. I don't know who you are. If your parents came in and started trying to tell me too many things about you at open house, if we had it before the start of this, I'd say, you know, if they'd start to get negative, I'd say, if you don't mind, I'd like to wait and get to know your child before somebody tells me anything about them because I want them to feel like they have control of who they are coming in to define who they want me to see them as. And so I would tell my kids, this is a fresh start. This is a new beginning. I don't know who you are. If you struggled in the past like I did, or even if you had great years, I want to get to know who you are today. So start Starting today, think about how do you want to be perceived by your other students? How do you want to be your teachers to perceive you? This is a chance for you to start fresh. It's a fresh start. 
And so I would say, I've not looked at this. And if you've had brothers and sisters in this classroom, I promise you, I will not try to compare you to them because I didn't like it when I was compared to my sisters and I was always told how much smarter they were than me. That didn't help my confidence. So I'm not going to do that to you. Okay. I'm not here to compare you with them. I want to get to know you. You're on my team this year. I'll always care about them because they were on my team, but you're my current player and I'm only focusing on you this year, not your brothers and sisters and comparing you to them and how I think you should be or shouldn't be. All right. And I'm never going to compare any of you to other students in this room and say, how come you can't read as well as so-and-so? How come you don't do math as well as so-and-so? And I'm not going to do that. I'm not here to, to tell you you have to be perfect in everything. Everybody has their strengths and everybody has their passions. And some people put more time into certain things and that's what happens. They get better at certain things. But I'm not here to do that. That's not my job. My job is to help you be the best you can be. Not perfect. Remember, I said that. You don't have to be perfect in this classroom. Best year ever isn't about perfect year ever. It's about best, giving your best effort, learning to give your best effort, coming in with the best attitude you can that day. Come in with the skills that you have, the bet, do the best you can with them, and we'll help to develop those skills to see if you can get better and better. We want to end up higher than where we started the year, but we don't have a certain number on that. It's not you against other students, okay? So, Take that pressure off yourself this year, but come in wanting to give your best, learning to give your best. You'll be very successful in life. I'm telling you from my own experience, okay? So definitely, I, I try to get them to be thinking about how these things can really, really, truly make a difference in their life. And again, I also want them to understand that, and I tell them this, that this year I want you to make mistakes in here when you're trying to learn, okay? And if you make mistakes, even when you're, you're you know, just in the classroom and let's say you break one of the rules, that's not the end of the world, guys. Here's my thing about mistakes. Just like Thomas Edison, I encourage you to make mistakes because you learn from your mistakes. The key is that if you make a mistake and it affects others in a negative way, tell them you're sorry. Own it and just say, you know what, I'm sorry I did that. I'm going to work on that. That's going to go far, especially in this, in this classroom, but also in life if you can learn to do that. And also, if you make a mistake, learn from it so you don't keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Like Thomas Edison said, I'm not failing if I'm making mistakes. I'm, I'm growing. I'm learning because I don't make the same mistakes twice or three times or four times. I try to learn from my mistakes so I can get closer to what I do want, the results I want to get. Like I mentioned earlier, you don't want to be like the dead fly in the window that keeps banging its head on the screen trying to get out, right? That's not going to help you. But if you make mistakes and learn from them, eventually you're going to get out the door or another way out like the fly figure finally figures out, right? The ones that don't just keep banging their head doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I, know, I want you to understand that this year it's okay to make mistakes. I'm going to end tonight on a quick story. I had a student one year, and this is for you as teachers. I really want you to hear this. And I, and I want the students to hear this too, but I had a student one year, I remember he was he was one of the leaders in my classroom, just a super great kid. Oh my gosh, he just came in, he just he just bought into everything I was trying to tell them to do. He was such a great role model to the other kids about this, this, I do this and this and look at the results I'm getting, guys. See, it's you can do this. And he would encourage other teammates. And he was literally, I considered one of my best leaders. But one day he was having a bad day. And I remember I kind of tapped him on the shoulder when there was a break and, and people were working on their own projects by themselves. I put him out in the hallway real quickly and I just said, hey, you know, so-and-so. I said, um, you know, oh my gosh, you, you're always doing such a good job, but today I noticed you're off your game a bit. What's going on? You know, I'm concerned because you just don't seem like yourself today. You seem like you're having a really tough day. Is there anything I can do for you? And all of a sudden he started to tear up. And I'm like, you're not in any trouble. I'm just, I'm worried about you today. That's all. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I noticed something different was going on. I was just trying to check out what, what's going on. What are the tears about? And he goes, Mr. Cecil, you don't understand this, but 
I was always a bad kid. And I said, no, whoa, whoa, you're not a bad kid. I don't have any bad kids in there. I don't believe in that. And he goes, no, I was a bad kid. Every year in school, I, I got in trouble for making bad choices. And I was a bad kid. And, and I've worked so hard this year not to be a bad kid anymore. And I've come in and, I'm, and I said, oh, my gosh, wait, stop. I said, you are not a bad kid, okay? Even if you're making mistakes, and I think they're, you know, not good choices, that doesn't make you a bad kid. It just means you made bad choices. I made plenty of bad choices in my life, but I'm learning from them. And I go, so that's all I was trying to do is get you out here to say, you seem like you're off your game today. Can I help you get back on your game? But please don't ever think you're a bad kid. I said, you're one of my leaders. He goes, I'm what? I said, I think of you as one of my leaders. I said, maybe I haven't said that to you enough, but I'm going to make sure you hear that. You are one of my leaders. I love how you do and I gave him examples you do this 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 you help other I've seen you help other people I see you encourage people I said I couldn't ask for a better leader I said in fact I'm gonna write your parents a note home and let them know how much I appreciate your leadership this year because maybe I haven't communicated that enough and I apologize that's my mistake and I'm learning from it right now I kid you not that kid the rest of the year he took it to a whole nother level because I think he thought, oh my gosh, this guy believes in me. I can't let him down. I'm, I am actually making a difference this year. He sees it. And so it, it elevated his game. And that's what I truly believe is your past doesn't equal your future. I can't think of a better example of that. Your past doesn't equal your future. He came in with a struggling past that I didn't even know about. Just like many of my teachers, I don't think knew that about me. They just saw the negatives, but they didn't see me actually struggling and worrying about those things. And he took it on his own to take the words that I shared and to start living out those things, trying to make them happen. And he's living proof that your past doesn't equal your future. So he's in my Hall of Fame of your past doesn't equal your future. <laughs> I have all these little mental Hall of Fames for these kids because I love them. I just love them to death. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they, I want them to live on in these stories because they're just so powerful. They, they, they prove points that I want to make. And there's no better way than to see a kid do that. So, so I hope you guys will remember this as teachers that this is a great message you want to share often because you, you, you may not know how much kids struggle just by looking at them. It's like a silent thing. A lot of kids try to hide it. I know because I did. And so, but if you can get all your kids to believe that every year is a new beginning, a fresh start, but you still got to work to make it happen like Michael Jordan had to do to continue playing at a certain level. But even if they're not doing well, this is a chance, even a better chance to come in and change it and learn how to make every year their best year ever. So with that in mind, I'm going to stop and say, again, thank you for being the heroes you are because this is the stuff you can do in your classroom to really make a difference every day that goes well beyond the classroom, well beyond any tests they're going to take. Not that those aren't important, but this is the important stuff to me. This is the higher purpose of teaching I'm always talking about. So thank you for listening if you're listening and, again, for sharing it with others and for being the hero that you are choosing to be every day in your classroom. So I'm sure you're not going to forget, but remember, best year ever, you have the power to make it happen.